Hi, this is Dr. Frances Malone, founder of the Intuitive Parents Collective. I've been working with children and their families to provide holistic relationship-based medical care throughout my career. This podcast is for parents interested in consciously raising naturally healthy kids. Here we will dive into topics that span childhood and parenting as well as hosting exciting guests. So whenever you find yourself at the end of your parenting rope, tune into the Intuitive Parents podcast to get support and new ideas about making parenting fun. Thank you for joining us today for the Intuitive Parents podcast. I'm Francis Malone. I'm so glad you're here. I created the Intuitive Parents Collective in this podcast to reach parents everywhere and to share creative ideas, hacks, and to provide support for your parenting journey. Today, I have Victoria Shaw with us uh, in conversation. Victoria is an intuitive uh, parent coach and a counselor, works extensively with parents and children around um, opportunities of stress and their management. Victoria, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Yep. So I like to call myself an intuitive counselor and um, sometimes coach because what I really like to do is help people uh, connect with their intuition. And my journey was one where I was a very, very, very disconnected parent. I was overwhelmed. I was stressed out. And I also felt a deep call to you know, bring my best self to that parenting arena. And I think I was failing. And, and so for me, a lot of my own personal growth and healing journey and, and pretty much everything that I do today was inspired by my desire to be the best parent I could be. And a big piece of that for me was learning to connect with my intuition and tune into my inner wisdom rather than all of the noise and um, sometimes garbage that was in my head. And, and so my work now, I, I work with people on all sorts of issues, but my work around parenting, which is a big part of my practice, is helping parents to do the same and to find that calm, still place within where we really connect with our deepest knowing and start to live our lives and parent our children from that place. Wow. Well, so can you begin with how does a person who's feeling overwhelmed with all of the tasks of raising children and working and all the things that come to a busy life, how do they, what's a first step that they can do to start tapping into this inner knowing that they may have? Absolutely. And I should, I should backtrack too, because I haven't really explained what intuition is and, you know, people have different ideas about what that means. So let me, let me start there and I'll answer your um, very important question. So A lot of, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to understand intuition, but the way that I understand it is, and it's from a spiritual perspective, you don't have to take the spiritual perspective for this to work, but this is how I understand it and explain it. I like to think that we're all human beings, but we're also spiritual beings having a human experience. And your intuition, when, when, let me backtrack, when we come into our little physical bodies and have this human experience, we forget a lot of our, you know, own divine nature and our wisdom and all the, the things that our spirit knows that our small human self sometimes forgets. I like to think of intuition as our reconnection back to our deepest, highest truth, to our soul's wisdom, to that broader perspective on life that we sometimes forget in human form, but when we remember it, oh my God, that everything feels good and makes sense again. 
And everyone has intuition because we all ha- we are all spiritual beings at our core. And so tapping into that intuition is that sense of knowing, right? When you know something and you don't know how you know it, it's not something you can explain. It's not something you learned in school. It's not something you were taught, but you know it in your bones it's, and it's 100% correct. And I've yet to meet anybody, you know, I'm, I'm always open for a challenge, but I have yet to meet anyone that has not had an experience like that at least once and probably multiple times in their lives. And so intuitive parenting, and I mean, this is the name of your podcast, so <laughs> you, you probably, we probably have a similar um, perspective. But for me, intuitive parenting is when we start, you know, parenting from the soul, from our higher self, from that place, rather than the way most people do it, as from all of the pains and all of the confusions and all of the stuff that, you know, life has taught us that's wrong with us, that's wrong with the world, that's wrong with our child. And, you know, we start to t- bring in that higher perspective. So that's the way that I understand intuition. And, you know, it works when we can free ourselves from the mind. And so, you know, actionable steps for awakening your intuition, and especially in the parenting realm, and especially when you're overwhelmed, first and foremost, the very most important thing you can do is recognize that it's a thing. Because a lot of people don't know that, right? A lot of people just believe, you know, I have to do what I've been taught. I have to do what I learned in the past. I have to do what my parents taught me or what, you know, other people think is, is the right thing to do. And then we lose our innate wisdom because your innate wisdom is always correct. It's always guiding you and it's, it's operating with what's true for you and, and, and your children and the situation in the now. And so the first thing that we need to do to connect with intuition is recognize that it's a thing because then we set the intention to experience it more and more. And then the second thing, I mean, there's so I teach about this, <laughs> this is my jam, but the second most important step that you can take to awaken your intuition and to tap into that more is learning to still the mind. Because when it comes to intuition, you have to think of like the mind, mental chatter is like the clouds, right? And your intuition is like the sun. It's always there. It's always shining. It's always connecting with you. But when there's a lot of noise, when there's a lot of mental chatter, those clouds get really thick, really dense. And so even though the sun's still there, the intuition and wisdom is still there, it makes it really, really hard for us to receive it. Right. So really the first step for parents is to recognize that intuition is there and that that's what that calling is. So like when they go to make a decision based on what is the school telling me I need to do? What are my parents telling me I need to do for my child? Or what is my society telling me I need to do for my child? But they have a different sense inside their own being listening to yes. that and saying, oh, what is, what's that information? And why does this path forward that I'm being told I need to take not feel right for me, number one? And then the other thing would be practicing. I like to, to tell people the 10 minutes after you drop your children off somewhere are gold because... drop them off and then you have like this moment or six in the car where you are by yourself and you can breathe and you can just try to clear your mind and get rid of a little bit of the chatter of before you launch into what do I have to do next right taking those time little time chunks throughout a day actually over time build up to a lot of time where you're not having mental chatter and my to-do list and all the things that I have to getting caught up in the that Uh, rat race of just running in circles. And I think the beginning of it starts with making little tiny snippets of time where you can just breathe 
and open your mind to like nothingness or just less chatter. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love something else that you said that is so important. You know, we have so much information in the world, so many should, so many people telling us what we need to do, how we need to do it. You know, it's coming at us all the time, 24 seven. We also have all the historical voices in our head, right? From your <laughs> own childhood telling you how you're supposed to do things and what's good and what's bad and what's right and what's wrong. Ah, oh, ooh, even talking about it gets me a little bit wound up. Um, but your intuition cuts through all of that. And, you know, when someone comes to me for a reading, because that's a big part of what I do, um, I will always tell them, even in this context, right, I'm going to get some information from you because this is what I do. I tune in intuitively. I believe I connect with higher guidance and then stuff pops out of my mouth. And for you, you know, in the, what's going to be helpful for you in this, in this moment now. But I also tell people, you're in the driver's seat to see what resonates with you, right? What feels right to you? And that's what you need to go with. And I would say that definitely applies if you go for an intuitive or a psychic reading for sure. But anything in life, you know, it's always your job to feel into it and feel what feels right for you. And when we learn to do that, everything about our life will change because you have that wisdom inside of you. And then you start using the stuff in the outside world you know, almost like, like as a sounding board, but you don't get caught up in what other people think is the right thing. And you start to hear your own wisdom and truth. And you start to empower your children to do the same, which is so powerful because that is going to create a world that we're all going to want to live in. Right. And what are some of the ways that we can empower kiddos to tap into their intuition? I believe that children actually are, uh, already pretty intuitive and that they, because they know how to access it more readily, there are guides in bringing parents back to this place of um, knowing. Oh, absolutely. They absolutely can be. And I, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that children are naturally intuitive and what happens over the course of their development up until now, and I see this shifting. But what's, what often happens is, you know, as we go on through schooling, as we go on through the world, little by little, it gets chipped away. And we start to think that it's not safe, it's not okay, it's not valuable. And for a lot of kids, they just shut it off. And so, you know, the first step for fostering your, your children's innate intuitive wisdom is, is to honor it, to listen to it, to help them tune into it. And, you know, a lot of us don't have the language around intuition, so you know, providing that kind of language too, talking about vibes or feelings or, you know, that, that sense of knowing in your body or, you know, your gut feelings, like giving them the language around that, modeling using your intuition, right? Because our kids are watching us as much as they're hearing us. Um, in fact, they're watching us a lot more than they're hearing us actually. <laughs> and so, right, when you're doing it, when you're modeling like, wow, you know, I, I don't have a really good feeling about that. I'm going to sit with that for a little bit and just, I got to feel into this a little bit. You know, we're showing our kids that process. And I would also say it comes through to share, don't be afraid of your kid's intuition because sometimes we are, sometimes, you know, our kids are going to know stuff. <laughs> They're going to know stuff about us. They're going to know stuff about the world, especially the little ones, right? And they sometimes even feel into stuff that we don't really want to acknowledge, right? How often has your kid come up to you and said like, are you sad, mommy? And you're like, I'm not sad, but deep inside you are, right? And some of us have had this experience with our own parents too, and we knew something was going on 
intuitively and, you know, the people in charge weren't really ready to acknowledge it themselves. And, and so they shut us down. So don't be afraid of your kid's intuition, flow with it, honor it. You know, you don't have to tell your child everything that's going on in your world, you know, be age appropriate. But if your child does have a feeling, you know, or an instinct or, you know, say, yeah, yeah, mommy was thinking about something sad. Like, it's so nice of you to notice that and to tune into that, validate it for them. And then of course you can say, but I'm okay. And you're okay. Right. Um, I think that actually um, we should be noticing when we are feeling other than well and letting the children and possibly adults in our lives know, wow, I feel really off kilter. So I can tell you from yeah. my own personal clinic experience, I needed to see a group of families, right? I had patients lined up for my clinic day, but a friend of mine had really hurt my feelings and now I'm going to walk into the room with these five and seven-year-olds and they're going to feel my jangled nerves and my uh, chaotic emotional state. And for me to pretend that they don't feel that is disrespectful to them. So I entered the room and got myself on their level and said, wow, I'm so glad to see you guys today but you're going to sense that I feel really chaotic inside myself and my heart is hurting because my friend just really hurt my feelings. And I wasn't able to get rid of that before I'm walking in here with you. And I don't want you to feel my stuff and let it, let it not feel good to you because it will, it will actually disrupt all the communication in the room. It will disrupt what we're trying to do because they're noticing that Dr. Francis feels crazy inside because, you know, I, my heart was hurting, but those were, that was language that they could understand. And they were like, Oh, is your friend okay? And are you okay? And I said, yes, we're okay. We're just having one of those arguments about something. And that just helped right. clear all of it. And we could get on to the productive stuff that we need to do for that family. So yeah. I encourage parents to actually own it. Dad and I oh, are sure. having a disagreement. We're having a disagreement and we don't feel good about it, but it doesn't mean anything about you guys. We're yeah. still a good family and, we're, and working through this stuff is really important. Like I like to give people examples of that kind of thing because when their parents own it, then the children aren't left wondering what did they do to make their parent feel sad, chaotic, frustrated, and they don't internalize it inadvertently. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful and, and sage advice. And I would say too, a lot of times kids will sense something. If it's not expressed, if, it, if they don't have that relationship with the parent to have that conversation or the parent doesn't kind of explain what's going on, they'll sense it. And then, you know, kids do, first of all, tend to internalize and personalize everything because that's how they're wired. But they also often fill in the blanks, right? With the worst case scenario, because imagination can be really brutal. And so a lot of times I'll tell parents, you know, give your children that age appropriate information, please, about what's going on, because what they're creating in their mind is probably a thousand times worse than what the truth is. And even if the truth is pretty bad, still, you know, you want, you want to be transparent. You right. want to be transparent we, in an age appropriate way, but you want to be transparent. Right. Even if we can't give them the details of it, because it's, right. you know, not really respectful to the other person. Like, I'm going to give a crazy example, right? Like your partner is cheating on you and you feel hurt and uh, sad and frustrated and angry, all of those things. Well, I'm not going to tell most children ever. I don't think that any child needs the burden of knowing that 
a partner was cheating on a parent, right? That's not really information that we share with kids. But what right. we can tell them is that my friendship and my trust and my uh, love and caring for this partner or your dad or the other mama or whoever is really, really sore and fractured right now. And so that's what you're seeing in me. And we're working things out. Like, that's a big deal, but I'm still not going to tell the child that the person was cheating on me. Like, that's, that's yeah. not appropriate information ever. And a lot of times, as parents, we don't know what's appropriate. So I just like to actually wrap it up and give an example of that's actually not appropriate. And even when I'm 40 years old, I don't need to hear about my dad or my mother and their behavior when we were younger. Like just right. because I'm an adult, I don't need to hear about that because it's not relevant and not really possibly fair to who they are now as an adult. So, but if we don't tell the child or the person that we're engaging with that our mind and our energetic self is wrapped up in some other thing, then we're not fully with the person anyway, number one. Right. And they can't read us and respond in ways that are healthy for them. Yeah, no, I think that that's so true. And I think it's important too. I mean, what you're really doing, at least from an intuitive standpoint, is you're starting to give voice to your child's feelings, emotions, senses, and you know, you're, you're helping, you're empowering them to trust in themselves and in their own impressions and in their own experiences. And it's important too that when you're doing that, that you know, you always make it like a question. You know, I... I, when I do readings of people, and that's not everything that I do, but it's a big part of what I do. A lot of times the information comes out, you know, as a reading and I'm telling them about them. And I always stop and pause and say, you know, I'm, I'm using this kind of language, but I don't know more about you than you do. Right. And again, you are in the driver's seat to see what resonates and what does not. And I think sometimes with our kids, right, we tell them how we think they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And we subtly disempower them. So it's important to, you know, even if you know, maybe you're a feeler too, and you, you're feeling right back into what they're feeling, but it's always really important to make it as a question, as a supposition. You might be, I'm sensing that, I'm wondering if, um, because that also empowers them to, to tune into themselves and see like, yeah, I am experiencing this or no, actually, mom, I'm not sad at all. I'm kind of, I'm kind of angry, right? And so it's just important that we're really careful that we don't impose, that we listen, that we suggest, but we always honor our child's perspective and their experience because in honoring your own perspective and experience, that is the fastest and most effective way to tune into your intuition. Um, but it's also just, you know, very empowering and, and important. Right. Just like if somebody, if I were to ask you, uh, Victoria, if um, you're sad today and you said, oh, no, no, I'm fine, then I, as either your child or your friend, I discount that feeling that I sensed that you were. And right. That, that robs me of really knowing or honing into my abilities to um, read the emotional state of another person. Exactly. And again, there are times when someone may pick something up that you're not, you know, what, willing, able, or ready to share. And that is totally sure. fine. Like boundaries are a thing. Um, but with your child, I think it's important more often than not, you know, to be honest with them to the extent that that is, you know, age appropriate and, and honor their sense, honor their sixth sense. 
And, you know, we have to listen more. I think deep listening to our kids too is so important because often they'll start to share something, they'll start to tell us something. And we, what we think is that they want us to solve a problem. And so we'll immediately, we'll tell them what to do. We'll tell them how to do it. We might tell them even subtly without realizing it, like, oh, you don't have to feel sad about that. You don't, you're, you're safe at school. Don't worry about that. And, and of course your child is most likely safe at school. It's not about that, but sometimes we bypass that step of hearing them. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes because we're a little bit afraid of what they're going to say, or maybe we don't know how to navigate their feelings with them, or maybe we don't have an answer to the problem. So we immediately just want to, you know, sweep it under the rug. But I think it's very important that we learn to listen to what our kids are saying, to feel into it. Uh, It doesn't mean you have to agree with everything they say right? A child that's very anxious and afraid to go to school. You don't have to agree with that feeling if you know that they're safe and everything's okay. But I think it's important first to listen and to let them give voice to what they're experiencing. Right. And to, in that listening, be able to uh, figure out with them what aspects are feeling unsafe. So if that's our example, then we want to understand and allow the person to express to us what feels unsafe because in the expression of it, they then feel heard and we can ask them for strategies. Like how could you feel safer? Right? Because I think many times the kids know we just don't stop and ask them. Exactly. What, What could help that be better? Oh, if I walk you into the classroom. Wow. Okay. Well, I can do that because that doesn't take, it takes me another two minutes, sweetheart. And if that's going to help you feel like you safely got into your classroom, let's do that and see how that feels. Then exactly. we've honored everybody, right? We've honored my need to drop the child off and to have them be at school, but we've also honored the kids, um, a, you know, sense of distress about entering the classroom or getting in there. Right. And we've modeled a process of communication. And again, we've modeled a process of walking our child through not necessarily thinking or stuffing or trying to solve everything because some problems, you know, we can't even solve. Sometimes, you know, I've said to kids, yeah, that's really uncomfortable, but you still got to do it. Um, But we're honoring that, we're, we're modeling that process of how do we tune into ourselves? How do we hear our intuition? How do we solve problems from there rather than the busyness of the mind? And so it's huge. And we're also, of course, uh, connecting with their child on a level of, of safety and support, which is also a nice thing to do. Great. Well, Victoria, can you tell us a little bit about how parents could get in touch with you or get more information about the work that you do? Um, I imagine that you do Zoom work as well as maybe over the phone. Is that true? That is absolutely true. So in the state of Connecticut, I'm a licensed professional counselor. And so I do regular old counseling, but all through telehealth. And then I have a client base all over the world where I do what I call as intuitive counseling, where I combine my training and background in psychology and counseling. Um, I'm a PhD in in cognitive and developmental psychology, as well as a licensed counselor. So there's a a big knowledge base behind all of this. Um, But in those sessions, I lead 100% with my intuition. And I work with people by phone and by Zoom all over the world. I also do a lot of teaching, um, usually remotely through through Zoom. And I'm also setting up um, office space here in San Diego, where I just moved. So um, that, that is coming as well. Um, but the big bulk of my practice is online. And I do everything from individual parent coaching sessions, intuitive readings, um, 
intuitive counseling, and then a lot of teaching. I teach a lot about how you can awaken your own intuition and how you can leverage the gifts of your soul. Mm -hmm. Great. And so please tell us what your website is or how someone would find it. Yes, absolutely. Um, It's victoriashawintuitive.com. Uh, is my website. I also have a podcast, uh, Intuitive Connection, which is on all the major platforms. And I have a very active Facebook group, Intuitive Connection Community, where I do a lot of live teachings and readings and bring all of our amazing podcast guests to for live Q&As. So that's a really fun place to connect as well. Great. Thank you so much for your time being here. I really appreciate it. I'm sure that many of the parents are going to start thinking a little bit more about uh, the sixth sense that we have and how it can help guide their day and, um, you know, maybe help bring it out in their children as well. Yes, I hope so. Absolutely. And thank you so much for what you do and and putting all this goodness out into the world. Mm, Thank you. Take care. Likewise. Hi, this is Francis. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Intuitive Parents Podcast. We are thrilled to have you here and hope that you enjoyed it. Please share our podcast with others who may benefit and leave us a review. To receive a free gift of the 14-day challenge, bringing peace to your household, go to mygiftfromfrancis.com. That's mygiftfromfrancis.com. Take care. I look forward to working with you.